Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And this one is a Getting Love Right show. And you'll have to excuse me today because I'm coming down with a cold. I think it's a bit of something and I'm not going to get it because that's my belief system. I don't get sick. I don't have time to get sick. And everybody around me has been sick. Dale's kids have been sick. Dale's getting sick. My mum and dad have been sick. My son, everybody. But I'm not getting sick. But anyway, with all of that aside... This show, now, it was going to go for an hour. We'll see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. It might not make the full hour because a bit of a scratchy throat. But I think once I get into uh, the talking and the delivering, I won't even notice it. So we'll see how we go. So welcome to all of the listeners from all over the globe that listen into this show. It's going to be a really good show today because it's just a really big conundrum for women and I really want to explain it. I did do a newsletter uh, about it in Empowered Life and Love newsletter and if you're not already a member of my free newsletters which are weekly publications for uh, Empowered Life and Love and New Life which is the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery that's once a month, they're both free newsletters. They have free e-book downloads that are very comprehensive, extensive e-books to help you out with information. If you go onto my website at www.melanietonyevans.com com, you will see um, the subscriptions for those and you can easily subscribe and automatically get your free e-books and remember with those newsletters there's no obligation whatsoever and if ever you don't want to be a part of them anymore you just unsubscribe so you're losing nothing and gaining a lot of resources which is really cool. So with this show today the chat room is open if anybody wants to get in there with uh, and ask any questions and also too if you wanted to call into the show to talk to me personally you can do that if you're in the US call 347-989-1262 outside of the US you need to dial your exit code and put a 1 in front of that. Now the number is 347-989-1262. So this show today is about, is being a woman letting me down? Now the reason why I'm going to talk about this show is because a couple of weeks ago I had inspiration from quite a few of my uh, quantum freedom healing clients that were coming forward that I was finding quite a consistency with working on these particular belief systems that was really blocking these women getting being a woman in a relationship right. And I found it very fascinating because it was just very in my face. You know, a lot of clients in a row because generally with clients, these bits and pieces come up, but there was just a really big run of it. And then in reflection after these sessions, which is what I often do, I was really, you know, looking at myself and looking at, 
you know, where have my beliefs been with this? What's my journey been with this? You know, what, what's really been going on here? And I really did concur that a lot of this was a really astounding journey for myself as well and still is. So this show today is about this topic and historically women felt that they had very little limit... Oh, sorry, this is my cold speaking. I'll try again. Historically women felt that they had very limited resources to care for and protect themselves. In many ways their experience of partners were potluck in the quest to achieve safety and stability. Hopefully a woman's partner could provide the safety, security, protection and certainly the, and the certainty that she couldn't provide for herself. But what if he didn't? This show is about how many of us may have struggled with understanding what it is to be female in modern times and how this is no longer an impediment to providing for ourselves as well as getting our needs met healthily. But why is it, even if we are in these modern times and if we're in developed countries, why is it that we can still feel extremely vulnerable and we can still be let down when men aren't providing our safety and our survival for us? So this show is going to be a very helpful listen to if you feel that being a woman creates you as feeling vulnerable and unsafe in the world and within relationships. So within this topic, that's very, very true. If we go back to the yesteryears, the woman's DNA, and really what we've got to look at, we've got to look at evolution and whether you want to look at it from a very practical sense or from a past life sense or from a learnt sense or a historical sense, I believe it's all the same thing. It's like in the evolution of being female, it's not that long ago that women had very, very limited options. You know, and that's where the expression being on the shelf meant. And women, not that long ago, you know, if they were on the shelf, really what they needed was the security provided for them by something like an institution or by their family because they were known as not really having the resources to be able to provide for care and protect themselves. Now we know all of that has changed, but we also do know that as women it can be a very, very common thing in our life that if we don't have a man, we feel unsafe, we can feel vulnerable, we can feel like we can't provide for ourselves, we can't protect ourselves. And I've seen this consistently. This used to be a really, really big thing with me before I got that part of my life right. And I've seen with women that I've worked with and women that I know that even if they're incredibly capable, even if they've got really brilliant businesses and they're very wealthy and they've got great superannuation packages and all the rest of it, that they can actually feel really vulnerable and precarious without a man and they feel very, very unsafe in the world. Now, when that can happen, and that used to be my deal as well, you know, historically for me, I was usually in past relationships, I was usually much safer on my own in a security sense than I was in these relationships, but yet on my own I would actually feel very, very vulnerable and then I'd feel vulnerable in the relationships as well and it just wasn't working for me. So what I've really wanted to do is like to really have a look at these beliefs, have a look at what's playing out and have a look at how we can get past that difficulty of now 
we don't want to be that vulnerable, needy woman who needs a man to walk into her life and make everything okay for her because that's really a recipe for codependency. It's very much a recipe for not getting a good guy because a good guy wants an equal partner. He absolutely wants to protect and be a provider and be a great guy, but he doesn't want a needy, clingy woman that is not going to partner him powerfully in life. And we also know that if we're usually capable, very, very good at survival, yet feel unsafe and vulnerable, we can be very much a match for a narcissistic type individual who's going to love coming along and going, well, you know, you're an over-functioning codependent, which means you're going to mop up messes, you're going to work hard, you're going to keep the roof over our heads, you're going to do everything and anything to fix everything and keep it going, and you're going to feel obligated to do that. You know, that's a great match for a narcissistic individual who likes to come along and mine and take and you're actually going to stay in the relationship because of your fears of security, you're going to hang on and try and make it work. So that can make us a sitting duck for abuse. So, And then the problem can be too that if you're too independent and too capable and your boundaries are too good, then that's going to be a turn-off to a man who's going to want somebody who's a girl who's a female, who can open herself up to love, who can allow a man to love her and protect her. And that was a big deal for me and still at times can be. That's sort of like the last step of putting this formula together that I still work on daily. And uh, you know, and if that's been uh, some friction in my relationship with Dale, that's probably the toughest thing from my side of the fence that I've had to work on to allow this relationship to be really functioning and loving. So it is a journey. It's, and it needs to be a journey of awareness too. It really, really does. So, so let's have a look at this. So in the yesteryears, women had to be dependent in order to ensure safety, survival and security for themselves and their offspring, which of course was a big biological driver. Women are built to try and get safety and security. Now, whether or not they've had children, it is in our makeup. And the way to do this was either within a safe com community, such as family or a community situation or even a convent, or with a man as a partner. So to have a partner was precarious if she had the wrong partner. Her man was her chance of integrity, and integrity is strength solidness, truth, reliability, safety. They're some of the synonyms that I put with the word integrity. And obviously a woman always feels safer when she has a man present in integrity. And that's why if we're in a relationship with a narcissistic type individual who will be um, a pathological liar, that lack of integrity is, is felt intensely as being unsafe. And then what happens with that lack of integrity is the woman, if she's got really strong survival needs and she's trying to fix it and hang on, you know, she's going to be trying to fight for integrity and she's going to get more and more of non-integrity and it's going to keep her hooked into the relationship trying to get integrity. And I actually wrote about that uh, in a lot of detail. My new uh, blog, if you uh, Google Melanie Tony Evans blog, um, you'll find my blog. 
And the main article that's up there at the moment is Stop Trying to Make the Narcissist Accountable. It's like all about that when we're trying to get integrity from somebody who does not have integrity and what a dangerous position that is and how we end up doing a deadly dance when we're playing that game. So if you're in that situation, I think it's very, very important that you have a read of that article because um, it will help you a lot. Okay, so back to this. So if a man did not have the integrity and the resources to be upstanding and safe and if he didn't have her or her children's best interests at heart or if he decided that he no longer wished to have her as his partner in life, she was in for a really, really tough time. You know, this was a woman that was highly, highly unsafe because he was her chance of integrity. So if her partner turned out to be unsafe or if her partner does reject her, another man, which in those times and places was very necessary for survival, if he wasn't lined up, and chances are he possibly couldn't be, it's not like you can just, you know, uh, mail order another man when the other man's not working out. It's not that easy. You know, so he wasn't, somebody else wasn't ready to go with. And even if she could leave the union and survive by herself, her entire society, including, including her family, would more than likely frown at her. There may have been big religious stigmas and protocols within those societies. And that is very, very true for what went on in India and nearly, uh, you know, and, and actually does in some remote places still is that when a woman, she marries for life and, you know, and she's not allowed to leave and actually if the husband was to die premature to her, well, then she would be cremated on top of his coffin with him. Like that was just a dumb deal. If she left him, she was a no person. She had no status, no rights, no nothing. So that's an extreme example of this. But this is where women have been coming from. This is our DNA that, and now fortunately, you know, a lot of the patriarchal systems are breaking down. There's a lot more of an evolution of consciousness, of equality and unity, which is great. And that's, you know, really coming through now. But it really, even in developed societies, it's only, we're only really moving into that space now, you know, even though politically we've had rights. And it's wonderful that Saudi Arabia have now declared that women are going to be able to vote and have a say. It's still four years down the track, but, you know, things are moving. But for all of us in our DNA, we've had this very limited powerless DNA that we're all healing out of to get this stuff, to get ourselves and to get love right in our lives. So this is what this is all about. So if this woman, okay, so if she is with a guy without integrity and let's say she's unhappy, she's feeling unloved or she's fallen out of love or, you know, or she's even being abused, you know, with those limited options where she may have been shunned from a complete society for leaving and she was more than likely put on the shelf because she would have been damaged or rejected goods or no good. You know, so she it was a very, very lucky woman um, that would actually have an afterlife after that sort of experience. So it would might have been much easier for her to ensure that she stayed in the relationship at all costs 
because at least she had a roof over her head and she had a chance of survival for herself or her children, regardless of how painful and unhealthy her relationship was, because that may have been the only option. So that's pretty heavy stuff, and that's the stuff that we can really carry in our DNA. So the experience of being female, if we have suffered painful relationships, if we know that we have suffered relationship addiction whereby we have clung and clung and clung to something that is severely hurting us, you know, if we know that when a partner tries to leave us that we can't let it go, we can't, we'll try and do anything to get back together with him, um, we're being abused by somebody, we're trying to set boundaries and stop the abuse but then we keep caving in all the time uh, if this person threatens abandonment, we know we've got a pretty bad DNA. We've got a very reliant DNA. And our DNA was damaged. It was dependent and it was very powerless. And you don't have to go far back into history to understand what that's all about. So I don't know about you listeners out there, but you know my mum, she's, she's 80, 81. She's very, very good for her age. But, and she was quite older when she had me. But, you know, that generation, and which is only one or two or one and a half or two generations back from, you know, people in their 30s, 40s and 50s, we re- and which is really um, my main audience, you know, our mums and their mums were very much about you need a man, you know, and without them, and even our fathers, you know, I know that my father is, when I was doing a lot of time uh, by myself and feeling really empowered and loving my life, you know, my dad kept saying, well, you need a man. And I was like, well, no, I don't. And, but, you know, that's what we've been conditioned to believe. So, so we have had these really difficult, nasty belief systems that have made us very, very reliant. And then, of course, what can happen is that when you get out of being reliant and you find your own power and your own security and your own truth, then you've got to think, well, how do I give that up to come into a relationship with somebody? Like, how is that going to work with me? How, you know, I'm really, really, really scared that if I do that, that I'm going to lose myself or I'm going to, oh, my gosh, I don't want to get reliant again. I don't want to get needy and, like, into a relationship addiction situation. That can be really quite scary. And, you know, definitely it was a lot of stuff that I had to work through on that level um, before I could even continue, consider getting into another relationship. And of course, there can be that real fear that, you know, if I don't get myself right vibrationally and my belief systems working out better for me uh, and more empowered, well, there's every chance that I'm going to draw in another situation that I've just done. So... Yeah, so we, we know we know that if this is so much about we're really trying to work out how to get this right. But as women in developed modern societies, we're extremely fortunate and we can now claim ourselves and we can discover how to love being a woman. We can claim back and create a new version of woman. So a woman that is allowed to be a girl and can really be nurtured and protected, but a woman who is also strong enough and in her own integrity to be an equal partner as well. So as women in developed modern modern societies, we're extremely fortunate that this can be the case. So this is about the collective female 
Because you think about it, we've had this collective pain body of being as a female and Eckhart Tolle writes about this a lot too in his writing and also Neil Donald Walsh has done a lot of stuff on the collective female. The collective female has felt very powerless and really quite abused, which has been due to a lot of the patriarchal systems and a lot of those systems are still operating in the world today where women really are second-rate citizens. So, but the, really the same is true for men. Men are really being able to come out of their might is right egoic control into a more collective, connected unity consciousness. And what's really gorgeous is to see that there is a lot of men that uh, are waking up to really want that transition out of where, you know, they've got to be the big, tough, strong guy, they've got to be disconnected from their emotions, and they're not allowed to feel, and they're not allowed to be conscious beings. To And I have a lot of men as clients that are just magnificent guys that are really getting into consciousness and unity. And, you know, so as women, don't ever believe that these men don't exist because I can assure you they do. I know plenty of them. And, you know, I have one as a partner as well. And they're men. These are men. You know, they're not women. And women and men are different. And, you know, it's very important to understand that too. But we're meant to meet in the middle and be able to share a unity together in a safe, productive, co-creative way rather than this huge separation that men and women have had with distinct roles and really women where, you know, the man had all the power, he had all the answers, and really, you know, she had to be in her subservient role in that old model that, you know, arguably did work at one time. But it is so not about that. So men are really looking for meeting in the middle as well, which is great. So both genders are in a time of raising consciousness and meeting in the middle. This is a time of oneness, and it's a time of being equals. It's a time of finding each other as we are and how we are supposed to be. I think that a lot of women, especially ones that have had, you know, big pain body DNA going on, and I was certainly one of them coming from uh, past life situations, are very much about persecution and about abuse and definitely living this life in this vein as well because it all keeps going if we haven't healed it and we just take it lifetime to lifetime whatever we are vibrationally is exactly what we experience in our outer world because ultimately there is no outer, there's only an inner, our beliefs, our fears or our alignments and you know if we've still got fear and we've still got unresolved pain, what happens is we get born into the situations that keep that going in our life, we end up doing relationships in the same vein that keep it going in our life and gloriously really what it's all about is about it becomes painful enough do we stop looking to the outside to try and fix and change things out there and we come to the inside and we actually do the work on our own belief systems and our own alignment? Then when our vibration is different, we start attracting and maintaining different experiences in our outer world because our outer world is only reflecting back to us where we're at with our inner alignment. And that's the awesome thing about it when you start to get that, understand that because then you actually make the changes that are real and genuine because trying to make changes on the outer without doing them on the inner never works. And it can't work as per energetic reality law, it just doesn't work. 
So we can understand that as women, we are we're in a highly evolving time where we we just look at our world. So much is changing and shifting, and it's happening at breakneck pace. So. We're all having to keep up and what's happening is if we're not keeping up, this stuff inside us that is unhealed is actually getting more and more and more painful because we are supposed to let it go, get aligned and evolve. And we can have what we want. At the basis of every single woman is wanting that unity. She wants that connection. She wants to be safe. She wants to be in integrity. She wants to love and to give and receive love. And that's where she is most powerful as a woman. Now this is not about the outside responsibility to provide her that because the, there is no outside. It's her inner responsibility to align with that to get that right. So the confusion is for women is being a woman can make me feel really vulnerable. You know, like, and it's a feeling like I need a man. And we know this is our ancient DNA. I need a man because if I don't have a man, I cannot survive. I'm not a hunter-gatherer and I cannot protect myself from outside forces, which were very brutal back in previous lifetimes. I mean, women that were unescorted, women that didn't have protection, women were fair game um, to rape, abuse, all sorts of things. They needed a man to be safe. So therefore... What that can translate into, into our, our modern vibration, if we haven't sorted that out, is I'm needy. I need a man. I'm needy. I feel empty on my own. I feel sad on my own. I feel like, um, I feel like I'm dead on my own. And I mean that literally. If those DNA belief system ancient programs are still there to the level of I can't survive without a man, you may literally feel dead on the inside without a man and I mean that or you may have had the experience I think a lot of women have had this experience that when they're in a relationship and it breaks down and breaks apart she may feel like she's dying literally so that's that needy unsafe vibration which means that we can attract uh, people that are only going to make us feel more unsafe and needy so if we're getting into a relationship to try and uh, try and relieve the feeling of feeling unsafe and needy, we are actually only going to get a relationship that provides us more with unsafe and needy. The outer reflects the inner always. And then the other thing, the other problem about being a woman is if I get independent, then I start feeling and behaving like a man and men don't like that either. Now that's been a big deal for me. That has been a huge deal for me. Absolutely, is that, and we know a lot of women that we've had kids, we've had to provide, we've had to pay mortgages, we've had to work, we may have even had to do handiwork. We've had to become like a mum and a dad, you know, especially if, um, you know, an ex-partner or an ex-husband doesn't play a predominant role in your kids' lives. You may have brought up these kids single-handed, which is really what I've done, and you become like a man. And then what happens is you, you somehow lose that feminine edge or that, you know, little bit of, um, you, you know, like, you know, I, I need you to help protect me, you know, that it's, it's such a fine line. But men, and it was really interesting because I did a newsletter a while ago with men about, you know, what are their biggest turn-offs and what are their biggest turn-ons. 
And it was really interesting how guys were saying that one of their biggest turn-offs with women is women in their head acting like men. That it's just a turn-off because they don't want to be with a bloke. And I can really, really understand that. I mean, it would be the same for us as women if we had a guy acting like a girl, you know, like really acting like a girl, most of us would find that repulsive. A bit of feminine's nice, but acting like a girl is just not attractive. So we've got to really look at that and go, am I getting too tough? Am I getting too strong? Am I too independent? And I have actually in relationships pushed a lot of men's buttons by being too manly. I mean, I don't look like a man. I don't smell like a man. I'm not built like a man. But I know that when I'm in my head, especially... Uh, and Dale's been very, very good for me on this level, and he has said to me, you know, when you want to argue with me as a man, I, I can't help it. I get really triggered into treating you like a man. And it's just an instinctive response in me, and I need you to talk to me. You know, you can be strong, you can have boundaries, but talk to me as a woman, not as a man. And that's true. If you get two male energies together in conflict, then they're going to go into ego and it's going to become a fight. It's very, very true. So another quandary that women can have is if I fall in love, then I'm going to be back to being a girl and I'm really scared that I may not be able to be strong enough to look after myself if I need to. Am I going to get dependent? Am I going to get hooked and stuck if I'm in a relationship with the wrong person? That can be a huge fear. And what about if I fall in love and I don't give my heart because I'm actually going to be holding myself back so that I don't get hooked or I don't get abused or I don't get hurt again, well then I'm going to be in a relationship being cold and unloving and the other person is going to miss out and I'm going to miss out as well. So how do we get this right? How do we get this right about not being dependent being able to be in a relationship as an equal partner or close to and not be too manly and not be scared of losing ourselves and not hold back so that we're not actually giving and contributing. So you can see the problems it, it, and it's huge and virtually all of those things or most of those things go on for any woman that not, is not in a relationship that's working or a single woman, these could be a lot of the beliefs that are holding her back from procuring healthy, satisfying relationships that actually turn into committed exclusive relationships. There can be all of these fears playing out in the belief systems within her that are sabotaging her chances constantly. So as women, we can feel stuck with nowhere to go on this stuff. And there are certainly women that have got to the point where they go, you know what, I'm actually comfortable providing for myself and I'm going to leave it at that because at least I'm dealing with my emotions myself and I know that works for me and that's okay. And that is totally okay. But, you know, if she does want somewhere along the track, which is the natural uh, progression of her evolution, is to actualize herself and know herself within herself and then through a partnership, there's going to be some point in her evolution, it may not be this lifetime, where she's going to have to get this right. So that's just the evolving of the soul and how it all works out. So 
as a woman listening to this, you may really relate to this stuff about how on earth you're going to sort out these conundrums, what that's going to look like, and really sort of recognize what may be going on for you in that. I'm just going to read you and share with you an email that um, if you've been listening to my shows and you actually listen to the guys that are recovering from narcissistic abuse, Julian from Canada, he's a great contributor um, and we email each other and we keep in touch and he's a really, really great guy. And about this topic, this is what he wrote about this. And I think this is really helpful for women to get insight from the other side of the fence from what a great guy is saying. So he's gone, hi, Melanie. Just wanted to write and say that I'm doing really well. And to thank you for a particular excellent and gender-balanced newsletter, which was about this topic, it's great to remind women that there are decent men out there and you don't have to be nasty to them. It's okay to be feminine, we guys actually like that, and to think about giving as well as receiving. Just the other day I was talking to a friend whose attractive early 30s colleague, colleague at work had enlisted her in a search for a new boyfriend. She shared some of her requirements with me, which was one, he must earn over 100000 k per year. Two, he must be okay with having separate homes, condos, no matter how long the relationship lasts. And three, must understand that it is she who decides if and when she will have children. Of course I groaned. I asked if she had said anything about what she plans to bring to the relationship. Absolutely nothing. So I told her that no decent, kind, loving man would come within half a mile of her, let alone have a relationship. Thankfully, my friend agreed and might be helping her colleague in her search. Who would want to be responsible for introducing a man to such a self-centered, controlling and inflexible woman? Okay, so thank you for reminding women how to be real women again. We men will benefit. So really what he's saying is, and you know, a lot of my work and a lot of my journey was about getting out of the woman that just handed it all over and had no boundaries and got really mined and abused into a woman that had boundaries. And that's very, very important. But then we've also got to realize that it's not just about what we want. It's not just about, you know, and I had a wish list for a man. Absolutely, I did. You know, and it's interesting because Dale had a wish list as well and we met up and our wish list matched it. It was amazing. But within that, we really have to understand that it's not all about what you want in a relationship. Relationships are also about what are you willing to give? What are you willing to share? What are you willing to contribute to a relationship is a huge part of it. And we've obviously got to be safe enough and in, a, in, in healthy enough belief systems to be able to have boundaries yet give. So many women struggle to sort out all of these conundrums to reach the formula of having their own integrity, allowing a man to add even more integrity while still retaining the inner strength to leave and move on if the integrity with a man is no longer present or he turns out unhealthy whilst being able to be open-hearted and love fully. So that formula might feel overwhelming, but if you break it down, you can actually sort it out piece by piece. And the truth is, and this is what our world is waking up to, great people do work on themselves. 
because there's only one way is to do it on the inside. You cannot change anything outside your center of influence, which is other people and anything outside of you. You can only change you. And when you change you, your entire experiences start changing. So people that are no longer a match for your experience, you don't accept them as your experience or they move out of your experience and your experience starts filling up with what is your inner experience. There's only one place to work on. So the thing is, if we want to be great people and we want to feel great and we want to align with what we want and we want to have great relationships, that all requires work. And if we want to be the best we can and we want to create the best relationship we can, that's how it goes. And working on ourselves, which is applying self-reflection and working on our inner belief systems and getting help with that if necessary or doing the journaling or challenging our old beliefs and letting them go and replacing them with ones that are going to work for us. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's not a quick fix solution. So the people that get the most effective stuff sorted in their life and let go of the old patterns and move into new realities, these people don't fluke it. I've never met anybody that's fluked it. I've never met anybody that has had a two-minute epiphany that has actually given them anything that's solid enough to walk that solidly to create a difference durably and authentically. That may be the start of the awakening, but the awakening takes work and it takes effort. And, you know, a lot of people say, and I've said this so many times, and I love this expression, a lot of people say, well, that's a lot of hard work. No, what is a lot of hard work? Not getting it right. Having the mess, having the pain, having the continued patterns, having the losses, that's hard work. Aligning yourself is not hard work. It's called work because it takes diligence and effort, but then what happens is your outer world starts reducing in its work and it starts falling into place and it becomes less and less work. So it's actually the way to go. So if you want to give and receive true love, safety and support, it's about looking at these conundrums and it's about looking at how you can change them, what you can do with them and what you can apply to your own awareness to start working this out and start doing the work on it. So let's have a look at this sequence of healing that I think as women is so important about getting our damaged DNA into a much more workable model. So the starting point is now all of these points, really some of them can be worked sequentially, absolutely, but there really is a, a succession to this. There's, there's a model to this that I believe is very, very effective. So the first thing is that we really do need to release and heal the belief it's not safe to be a woman on my own because that is precarious. And there's a very, very big difference between desiring a partner and needing a partner. And desire and need are two completely different vibrations. One is positive, one is negative. Desiring a partner, if you get into true desire for something, a simple example is, oh, I would love to have a chocolate ice cream from the shop. Now, when you're in that energy, I would love to have a chocolate ice cream from the shop, you're actually vibrating in the feeling, the thought. It's like you can taste the chocolate. It's like you can feel it. 
it's like your body is vibrating it with this incredible expectation of I can taste and feel what it's like to eat this chocolate. So energetically, vibrationally, you actually are already that chocolate. You're that chocolate ice cream already. So that is an expansive, law of attraction, positive, creative energy. So you get that desire, that inspiration. You go to the shop and you get your chocolate ice cream. And bang, it happens. Now, if you were in, I need a chocolate ice cream, but I don't have one, and that feels really awful and terrible in my life, so an easier example, of course, would be a relationship. I'm empty, I'm lonely, I don't have a partner, I feel miserable, I want a partner to feel better. So what's actually happening, this is a law of attraction neediness and it comes from a place of I don't have this thing and if I actually had it from the outside into my life, then that would fix the way I feel. Now that's actually putting a cart in front of a horse that's going to roll back on top of itself because it cannot work. You are not being the vibration of what you want in neediness and therefore it cannot come because you're not a match. What you're actually putting out to the universal source of all that is, which is you, it's the expansive part of you, you're talking to you. So that needy part of you is saying, I don't have this thing. So what the biggest part of you, the universal you, is going to give back to your experience is you don't have this thing. I don't have this thing. You're going to get more of what you're vibrating at. So you cannot create a relationship from that place. So that's the real common example of when as women, if we're very, very needy and we're trying to meet somebody and we're trying to grab onto somebody, is we're not going to get a relationship. We might get a one-night stand. We might get something very fleeting. We might get somebody totally unavailable, but we are not going to get a relationship out of it. And you're probably not even going to get a bad relationship, let alone a good relationship. You're just not going to get a relationship because you're vibrating at, I don't have a relationship. So they're the very big differences between needs and desires. And so what we need to do with women is we need to release and heal the need. It's not safe to be a woman on my own because that it really is those survival programs. Like in our modern day experience, we may think it's like, well, I just want to be in love. I just want to be loved. But really what your DNA is playing out is I'm dead on the inside. I can't survive. Life is not worth living. Um, nothing good can happen in my experience. I can't achieve anything because the, your ancient DNA is really, really playing that out. So you need to really focus in on that. And you know, and I love, I love, and I preach about it so much. Preach is probably not a great word. But you know, I really, really drum that through. That quantum freedom healing is an experience whereby you know, you and I can work together where we actually reach right into that belief system, release it out of your matrix and line you up with a belief system that does work for you on any topic, including this topic. So, you know, I've shifted thousands of women on these DNA programs and then it just isn't there. So, and of course, you can do it your own way, like in a, in a slower, more intense way, through journaling or working at it or, you know, you're going to have to put in a lot of effort if you're not doing it in a fast track way. But it can be done. 
So I do suggest that if you know this is playing out for you. Okay, so we've got to change that because when we are at I can't provide my own love and life, what's going to happen is we're either going to get nobody in our experience or we're going to get somebody that is going to bring you back to I am empty, unlovable and unworthy and incapable. My life means nothing. You know, if you do get a relationship, it'll be somebody that batters you even further and then, it, of course, it explodes or implodes and there's no relationship and then you're back to even further behind the starting line because life has brought you a greater example of what you've already believed about yourself. So that's really important to mop up. And then when you mop that up, that it is safe to be a woman on my own and that I, I can provide and co-create with life, love, safety, reality, you know, without a man. It is important that if you've had really bad DNA uh, love programs to really get comfortable being yourself because you have got to be a whole person as, as much as you can be going into a relationship you know, and then you're going to attract another whole person that you can create an entity which is the relationship and still be two separate individuals who also can join into an entity as the relationship. You know, it's those healthy two circles coming together and creating a middle circle rather than the enmeshed codependent, which is often the codependent narcissistic model, which is just a mess. So it's very, very important. So then the next step when you've got to that point Know that you will honour yourself. So this is, this is a very good saying in life. It's not about who can you or can't you trust. It's about trusting yourself. And this is about honouring yourself. So honouring yourself means creating deservedness and self-empowerment to a level of knowing. And knowing is that I am going to honour myself and be my own integrity and that nobody else my, my life, my security, my identity, my truth is actually not dependent on what anybody else is or isn't doing. It's my deal. It is my responsibility. You know, I can share that with somebody and co-create that with somebody, but it is never their responsibility. So learning how to honor ourselves when we get strong enough in our beliefs and our commitment and our alignment with ourselves, and that means learning how to love you, respect you, become your own best friend, and become somebody you trust and rely on. You are not going to honor yourself if you haven't learned how to trust and rely on yourself and how to be nice to yourself. You know, one of the most common things we can do is this incessant self-criticism. Now, if you are criticizing yourself, if you are your own worst enemy, you're not going to trust yourself. Would you trust your own worst enemy? No, you wouldn't. So you've got to heal that stuff, and that's a big part of it. When you know that you will honor yourself, you know that if somebody in your love situation becomes a person who does not have the resources, who is not a healthy partner for you, you know that you are going to be able to move on rather than live painfully with your needs not being met and your insecurities to heighten because of that. Then... When you've worked at that and you've become at one with you, that's what knowing how to honor yourself is. You've become at one with you. Then you need to be aligned with receiving. Now, a lot of women and a lot of people have had a lot of trouble receiving. This was big for me. This was really big for me. And I probably overdid this, you know, and that's being very honest, because I used to be in relationships where I was doing all the giving 
and typical codependent, I'm the fixer, I'm the healer, so I'm giving, 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 and very uncomfortable to receive. Didn't know how to receive. I used to struggle if somebody bought me a coffee. I'd think, oh my goodness, I feel indebted. I should, you know, pay that back. Or I, I could not receive. I couldn't, friends couldn't give me a free massage. I could not receive. And I know a lot of you will be relating to this. Now, if we cannot receive, we cannot receive a giving partner, a giving, loving, connected partner. It's an impossibility. So this is about knowing how to feel into and align with the belief that you can receive safety, love, care, commitment, devotion and connection in order to align with the knowing that it exists. So it's like the chocolate ice cream. It's a desire. It's a feeling. It's a knowing. So, you know, when you are feeling that taste of that chocolate ice cream and feeling the bliss of it before you go and buy it, you're totally aligned with it as a beautiful desire. Your car's not going to break down on the way to the shop. Law of attraction and going, come on, girl, you've got that feeling, you've got that knowing, we're going to bring it through. It's going to happen for you. You know, so, and this is the same thing, that we have got to get our fears out of the way. And you can test this out. And this is how you start to understand belief systems because the language of your soul, your feelings tell you what your belief systems are. You have a completely available map and guide to what belief systems you are or aren't running and your belief systems are running your life. And it's easy to work it out. It may not be as easy to know how to shift it and heal it. But when you start learning that, that becomes easy too. You've got to learn a whole new learning. But you know what? That thought through your head, well, I deserve to receive. It's a throwaway thought, big deal. You've thought it. You think that's it. I can assure you it's not. If you actually go into, drop into, close your eyes and imagine receiving love, care, commitment, devotion, genuine stuff, Imagine receiving that from a man. Now, if you listen to your emotions on that, listen to how it feels. Now, it's either going to feel, and when I do quantum freedom healing, I rate it 1 to 10. Okay, so if you rate, how much can you feel that? One would be, I can't feel it. I cannot feel that like the chocolate ice cream. I can't. 10 means, oh, that just feels so natural, so normal. It just feels like it's already here. It just is. I know it. I know it. I know it. Right? That's a 10. Now, ideally, if you want law of attraction, perfect alignment, you want to be a 10. If you're not a 10, you've got something in the way. And if you go into that, you know, and what I say to people when I do healings with them, rate it. Rate it out of 10. Now I want you to drop into and feel into what is stopping it being a 10. And then you'll get a, ugh, like a resistant feeling or a fear. And then you go into that, drop into that, feel into that. What's that fear about? And you'll start getting some answers that will blow you away. You might get memories of your childhood come up, which are going to be compromised belief systems. You might get thoughts come up. You might get old relationships come up. You might get all sorts of things that are going to be resistance. They're going to be fear, doubt, confusion, pain, unresolved stuff. And all of it is going to be belief systems that are blocking you from being a perfect match with that receiving love. They've got to be cleared. 
they've got to be cleared. If they're not cleared, they are belief systems creating your outer reality. So they're either going to bring in what you fear or they're going to block you from receiving anything at all. And in whichever way that goes, it's not the experience that you want at true self level. True self level is what you want and a complete alignment to that. And that's what quantum freedom does. It actually gets rid of all of the boulders on the road and has a clean alignment at true self level, which then creates the manifestation of it. So that's exactly what happens. So aligning with receiving is really important. Now the next step is, and this was the hardest, I got, I got, I completely, I did so much work on that. I turned around not being able to receive to being this incredible receiver and I could actually feel, like I even had pictures and I've still got it there at a front door, it's like an Egyptian mural and there's this guy walking up to a queen sitting on her throne and the plate is just chock full of goodies you know, he is just giving to her. And I would meditate on that. I would clear every resistance I had with quantum freedom healing till I could feel that love, that connection, that giving, that devotion. And because I hadn't had that, you know, I just hadn't had that. I thought I did, but it wasn't real, you know. So what came into my life, and it was interesting because just before I met Dale, for about a week before that, I was feeling that so much it was like I didn't even need the man. It was like I had it already. It was just, I felt like I was madly in love with somebody who was just that person. It was so real. And then he just went bang in my life and the rest was history. You know, and we connected into knowing we were going to have a committed, uh, you know, non-sexual relationship at the start, obviously. But we had a committed relationship within one meeting. You know, it was just like, okay, well, this is, we're just, we're going to go exclusive, we're going to go committed, we're not going to sleep together yet, but, you know, we, this is where we are. And it was just amazing, you know. So, uh, well, we had time to get to know each other safely, obviously. So the next step is aligning with giving. And what this is about, and this one was hard for me, this was really, really hard for me, because my whole thing, I'd actually come from completely the other side of the fence where I could give and I could not receive and then I learned how to receive and bring in somebody really genuine who could give but then it was like, oh my goodness, you know, now I, I, my thing was, well, if I give of myself, am I going to lose myself? Am I going to fall in? Am I going to become a girl? Am I going to become dependent? Am I going to become codependent? Am I going to become relationship addicted? They were really, you know, and if I had to ever get out, well, how could I get out? You know, so that was my big stuff. So, And that really wasn't obvious for me for a while. You know, I sort of missed that step because I'd always been a giver. So I thought, oh, well, that's, you know, I don't even have to worry about that. And I hadn't sort of realized where I'd come through how I did have compromised beliefs on that. So, you know, my thing with this, which is, and it is very important, and, and this is Julian's thing, you know, that he's written about, you know, of course, and you know, and obviously working on those beliefs within me and giving more effectively and contributing more, you know, on every level into the relationship, whether it be practically, emotionally, sexually, um, mentally, you know, more fun, more whatever, more giving, more energy in, you know, giving to Dale in our, our situation has been not just wonderful for him, wonderful for me, of course, because you know what you give, you, you know. I mean, fundamentally, and Neil Donald Walsh writes about this, when you give, you're giving to yourself because your outer experience is actually you, we're all one. So 
So every time you give, you're always receiving, you know, if you're giving from the right space and in a healthy way. So my thing with that was to feel into giving. So you can do this too. Feel into giving. Feel into, so let's say, and this is the next step after receiving, feel into what does it feel like to give. Do you feel like you've got resistance? You've got blocks. You've got fears on it. You've got, well, what's going to, you know, you know what I'm saying, uncomfortable feelings. And if it doesn't just feel clean and pure and, you know, rate it 1 to 10, feel it. Go into it. And if you're not a 10 on that and it doesn't feel safe and natural, well, then you're not perfectly aligned. You've got belief systems, fears in the way. So go into that. Go into what's blocking you off from a 10. Feel into it. Ask yourself questions. Do some digging on it. Feel into it further. What's that about? And trust what comes up for you. Again, it could be childhood memories. It could be past relationships. It could be just thoughts or words in your head. But your inner you, when you start listening to your healings, tells you, gives you the map of what's going on. It gives you the answers. The answers are within. And you're going to know, oh, my goodness. You know, and every time I've done digging on myself, even now I find things and I go, you know what, that makes so much sense, but I have no idea that was going on. Okay, you've got to under, uncover your internal science experiment because if you don't know what the components are that aren't working, how on earth are you going to replace them? And there is not enough of this awareness out there. And this is what you need to do. So if you can get all of those four things going, We'll just reiterate it quickly again. You've got to release and heal the belief it's not safe to be a woman on my own. That has got to go. Then you've got to become at one with yourself. So you know you can rely on you, you can back you, you trust you, and you can honor yourself. That's imperative before you even think about getting into a relationship or getting a relationship right. Then you've got to align with, I can feel and know what it is to receive genuine, committed, devoted, true love and support. Then you've got to get aligned in the beliefs and the knowing that I can give. I can give, I can contribute and I can do it and be safe and it feels magnificent. You get those things right. You are going to create a spectacular relationship. And relationships always need work. They do. I believe that's the winning formula. And I have seen it play out time and time and time again. When people get that right in their life, they get the right relationship for them. So I hope that this has really, really helped. And please know that if you've got any questions about today's show, and look, it doesn't matter where you're at. It does not matter how broken, disheveled, how far away you feel from this, you know, any starting point, one foot in the right direction gets you going on this journey. And this journey is imperative. You are not going to fluke it and get happy love and happy inner self by hoping it's just somehow going to fall into your lap. You've got to work like everything in life. If you work at it, you put the effort in, you get the results. So it's just so, so worth it. So it doesn't matter how broken or, um, you know, or how hopeless it may seem. I can assure you my situation was that bad and a lot of people have been. You can email me if you want some more help on this. Um, Melanie at MelanieToniEvans.com 
And also, too, I would really urge you to have a look at Corner Freedom Healing. Um, you can have a look at it on my website under Healing Programs. And that is the fastest, most powerful, definitive way I know of releasing these defunct belief systems and getting aligned in the pure flow of true self-creation. So that's it from me. Uh, yeah, and I got through an hour with my cold. And I'm, I'm right, I forgot completely about it. So I'll go back to it and have some aspirin now with the mechanasia. But um, lots of love, everybody, and have a beautiful day, and I'll be talking to you next week. Okay, bye-bye.